Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Hey guys, how are you? I hope you're having a really good day. I'm so happy to have you here with me for this episode. It's going to be a great one, especially if you are a parent, as I am myself. So in this episode, we're going to be looking at constructive ways to help you tackle the five biggest hurdles, the five most common hurdles that currently stand in the way of most people becoming the best parent that they can be. So I have to be honest with you, if you feel like you currently aren't doing the greatest job at parenting, if you sometimes feel like you fall short, it just could be that there's a few common hurdles holding you back. And the cool thing is once we identify what these hurdles are, I will be sharing with you some strategic steps to help you get over those bumps. So hopefully you'll find parenting to be a little bit easier and more rewarding with these valuable tools in your hands. So that's my goal for the episode, just to help you build a healthier and stronger relationship with your kids by showing you five hurdles and how to get over them. So let's start with hurdle number one, accepting that your child is not a mini you. Now, for many of you guys, this will not be a newsflash. You've probably already worked out that your child is not a mini you. Possibly you've even learnt it the hard way. If not, if you're still under this illusion or delusion that your child is a little you, I just want to set things straight. We need to understand that rather than being replicas of us, our children are instead unique individuals with his or her own set of desires. They've got their own feelings, their own thoughts, and they have their own goals that might look completely different from the ones that you had and from the ones that you expect them to have. So if you've ever struggled before with the expectation that your kids should be more like you, I'm going to show you exactly how to get over that unrealistic feeling because it definitely is unrealistic. It's not fair and it's one of those feelings that are just going to cause both you and your child some grief. So it's time to let go of it. I honestly feel like this is one of the biggest obstacles that we have as parents. We have these preconceived ideas of how our children should behave. And when they don't meet our expectations, we feel angry or annoyed or stressed or just pissed off or we feel conflicted. We feel like our hearts are being torn because our child isn't doing and behaving exactly in the way we expect them to, which for the most part will probably not always happen or rarely happen. So I'm going to share with you a story from my own childhood. So when I myself was a kid, I was a little goody two-shoes who never really misbehaved. It never crossed my mind to question my parents' rules. When I was told to eat something at dinner, I ate it all without complaining too loud. Even if I was eating tripe or sauerkraut or some other meal, I totally hated. For the record, my dad was a chef. He would cook everything in anything and the expectation was that we would eat it. And so I just did so. I did not put up a fuss at all. When my parents told me to go to bed at 8.30, I did it, even when I was 13. And the reason that that sticks in my mind is that I remember when I became a teenager, I was like, oh, I have a feeling that kids don't have that same curfew anymore, having to go to bed at 8.30. And I remember just being really annoyed that 
I, that was when I was expected to go to bed and I have two sisters and they went to bed at the same time and I just didn't think that was fair. But even still, I did it. I worked really hard to please my teachers. I tried to stay away from friendships that could have led me down the wrong path. I was probably a lot more timid than I am today, but I actually honestly flourished under a clear set of rules and responsibilities. So fast forward to, you know, a decade decade or so ago when I first became a parent, actually almost 16 years ago, I was quite shocked to find that my own kids didn't necessarily feel the same way about rules as I did. It's like, oh wow, what a surprise. Instead, my rules were often questioned and negotiated. I've got two kids who love to negotiate. They didn't feel that same temptation that I did to eat something that they intensely disliked just to be polite. They found it maybe hard to go to bed sometimes at 8.30 when they were still wide awake. And they let me know, by the way. Both my son and my daughter are definitely way more extroverted and outspoken and confident than I ever was at that age, so I really love that about them. But I'm also faced with this dilemma of raising two feisty, confident kids who didn't necessarily do everything that I wanted them to do at the drop of a hat. Are you surprised? Probably not. I'm sure that a lot of parents feel my pain. But it's only painful because I was expecting them to be different. Okay, are we getting that yet? That's part of the hurdle. One of the hardest things about being a parent is accepting that we can give birth to kids who are nothing like us, like nothing. They can be similar. That's cool if you've got a kid that's similar, but you could have children that are completely opposite. And this is one of the biggest hurdles that we need to overcome. Because once you do, once you let go of that expectation, it will feel like this enormous weight has been lifted from your shoulders. And actually, not just your shoulders, but from the shoulders of your kids, who, whether you realize it or not, they understand whether they're meeting your expectations or not. They get it. They can sense it whether you say it out loud or don't. Kids can tell when parents are disappointed in them. We either make it really obvious or it's like quite subtle. But either way, the secret is letting go of the word should or shouldn't. In fact, that's the first two words that I suggest dropping from your vocabulary when you become a parent. Just because you love soccer or a particular style of music or like that you love reading, like I am obsessed with books, does not mean that my child will love books too or that they will love soccer or that they will love this particular style of music. They will have their own choices to make in life and they may be actually quite different from the ones that I'm hoping that they will make. So same goes for when it comes to careers. Just because you studied teaching or medicine at college doesn't mean that your kids should be a teacher or doctor. And the same thing is if you wanted them to be one just because you think it's a really good job or you think that they'll be skilled at that doesn't mean that they should follow your advice. They have their own free will, especially when they get to adulthood. They have their own agency to make choices that they feel is best for them. And whatever worked for you might not work for your own kids. That is the honest truth. And to make it even more complicated, what worked for one child might not work for another child. So we really need to keep in mind that every single child that we give birth to or we adopt or we have in our family, they are unique individuals with their own path to follow in life. And they are going to blossom to have their own unique quirks and talents and interests 
things that we are not even aware of today. And that's actually the beauty of being an individual, the fact that we're all special in our own way. Now, the only time that this becomes a problem is that when you have the expectation that your child needs to be exactly like you. If you have that unrealistic expectation, you may consequently spend your whole life not seeing the gifts that your child has as being gifts. You might see them instead as burdens or as obstacles to your parenting style instead. But here is the thing. You can either spend your whole life trying to get your child to fit into some ill-fitting box that was never made for them. Just because it fit you does not mean that your child's going to fit into that same box. Or you can choose the other option. And we always have that second option. We can instead embrace their uniqueness and love them for who they are because they are someone special. Whether you have been looking for it or you've been annoyed because you were hoping for that they would be more like you, either way, they have always, always been special. That is the truth. And I have to say, if you choose to go for that different option of forcing your child into a box that doesn't fit them, I promise you, neither you or your child will end up very happy. It's only going to end in frustration and tears because you're fighting that reality that there's someone different, that they're individuals and that they were born to do something different with their own life, not to copy your life. They weren't born to fulfill your expectations or to make you happy. They're here to do what makes their heart happy and what makes them feel excited about life. And that might be something completely different than what you were hoping they would choose. We just need to understand that every person in this world has their own timeline and journey to take in this life. You had your own timeline and journey and so do your children. They will have probably a completely different path to go down. Yes, it's definitely scary to imagine that they may potentially have some different experiences that we can't protect them from, but we can always be there to support them on that journey because that is life. It is a mystery. We don't know what to expect. We can always hope for the best. It's a gift and it is entailed to be different for every single individual in this world. No one has the exact same experience as someone else in this world. Even twins grow up to have different experiences. I actually want you now to think about what your own parents either wanted or expected from you. If they had had the power to design your your life for you, just imagine that. Imagine they've got this magic wand. They get to pick what your life is going to be like. Let me guess, they may well have chosen something completely different for you. They might have picked a different partner. They might have had you go to a different college or start a business or maybe made you stick to a competitive sport that you had no passion for. They might have had you learn an instrument or a language or do something in a completely different way. But how would that have felt to you if you had that pressure to always conform to something different from your natural inclination? If someone was forcing you to behave in a way that didn't feel right to you and you had that feeling of potentially disappointing your parents all the time. If your child is to believe in him or herself, then you need to believe in them first. I say that because children turn to their parents for love and guidance and support. And all they want to do is be loved and accepted and understood. You need to also give your children the freedom to spread their rings instead of clipping those wings so that they can't fly. Do you guys get what I mean with that? 
you need to give them some freedom. Remember this hurdle that we need to overcome here is understanding that your child is not a mini you. They have their own minds, their own desires, their own loves, their own gifts, completely different from your own. If they're similar, that's cool, but that won't always be the case. So I really recommend not ever comparing them to anyone else. It's such a dangerous road to go down. It will only make your children feel as if they're not good enough in your eyes. You know, I wouldn't ever recommend saying, well, why can't you be more like so-and-so? Because that only serves to erode their self-esteem. You need to allow your children to be who they were born to be. So just be willing to let those expectations go. Just know that they were, they're just thoughts that you've formed in your head. You've painted this picture of how you expected it to be. And it comes purely from the experiences that you had as a child. But that doesn't mean that it suits the children that you have now. We sometimes shame our kids for expecting them to be who they can never, ever, ever be. And when you learn instead to accept them for who they are, rather than expecting to them to be a mini you or a mini someone else or some mythical, perfect creature, you're just going to have fewer disappointments because that's what messes most parents up in life is the picture in our head of how we think, think things are supposed to be and they just don't always match reality. It's like Shakespeare once said, expectation is the root of all heartache. So I encourage you to let go of those expectations, choose kindness and love always over shaming or ridiculing, because that's the key to happiness, is letting each child and situation be who they are and what it is instead of what you think it should be, because we're letting go of that word should, remember. So really... Take the time now to think about what kind of parent do you need to be so your child feels like they're seen and accepted and understood? What kind of parent do you need to be so that your child grows up feeling like the world is a beautiful place and so they have faith in their own abilities? It's not about forcing them to be a particular person or to follow a particular career. It's trusting that they will follow their own path if you have the courage to support them on this journey. As Bruce Lee once so wisely said, I am not in this world to live up to your expectations and you are not in this world to live up to mine. So when you release those expectations, you are free to enjoy things and people for who they are instead of what you think they should be. Because peace actually begins when expectation ends. And when you have these unrealistic expectations, it's when it gives you the most grief. It really, really does. So learn to be more realistic. I've got these two quotes that I love about expectations. I've got to try to remember it. It's something to do with, oh, people always seem to have a clear idea of how other people should lead their own lives, but none about his or her own. I love that. And then there's that other one. I know it's Steve Maraboli. He said, expectation feeds frustration. It is an unhealthy attachment to people, things and outcomes that we wish we could control, but don't. That is what expectation is. It's an unhealthy attachment to people and outcomes. Thinking that we can control them. We can't. We get disappointed. Oh, well, shouldn't be surprised. I know that's like a truth bomb, but it's really the truth. Don't be surprised when people don't always meet your unrealistic expectations. So all in all, to truly love our kids, we need to accept them as they are with no expectations. And once we jump over this hurdle, 
we will hopefully find our parenting experience to be a little bit more stress-free. It's not going to be perfect, but just a little bit less stress, that is the first hurdle to jump. Now, I know that was a massive one. Let's have a conversation now about hurdle number two. Understanding that your parenting style may evolve to be something completely different from your own parents. So this sort of builds upon the previous hurdle where we talked about you and your own expectations about parenting. And just like your child is not a mini you, you are not a carbon copy of your parents either. In order to feel like you are doing a good job as a parent, you are going to need to find a parenting style that works for you. Just because your parents raised you one way doesn't mean you need to raise your children exactly the same way. So I'm going to start by asking you a question. When you were growing up, what did you actually think about your parents' parenting style? Did you like it? Did you wish they were different? I'll start by sharing my own experience. My parents were really strict with me. I was the eldest child. They liked to be really strict. I had all those rules to follow. And then for whatever reason, their parenting strategy sort of dramatically changed for my sisters. So the middle child had a little bit less strict with her. Suddenly we've got the youngest child. And yes, definitely a lot more freedom than I ever had. And back then that used to infuriate me that my youngest sister was allowed to do things at 13 that I wasn't allowed to do at 16. And I just remember thinking, When I'm a parent, I'm just going to be fair and consistent. That was going to be my thing. But the scary thing is, even when you vow to be different, you sometimes find yourself following your parents' old parenting methods. Like you find their expectations creeping into your own expectations with your kid. And I sort of fell into that same, oh, I'm going to be strict because I had strict parents and I turned out okay. I did that, but I sort of had to stop and think, just because my parents did that and it worked for me doesn't mean it necessarily will work for my children. I have to be willing to do things that I think are going to be the best for my kids. It means trusting my intuition, maybe doing things different. Of course, I want to still be fair because that's a really big, important thing, but I just have to be really careful. I myself find myself getting annoyed at my kids if they start out, you know, stay at past 8.30 because that was my bedtime. I also had this expectation, purely because my parents expected it from me, that my kids should do as they were told without complaining or questioning things because that's what I was taught to do. Even though as a child, I probably did feel like I sacrificed my voice and my opinion. Then it was all about children being seen but not heard. And so even though that worked for my parents, I wasn't particularly fond of it as a kid and I probably don't feel comfortable doing that with my kids either today. So that's where we fast forward to today. We just need to forget about the past for a second. I want you to know that when it comes to your own current family, you get to set new rules that work for you. You absolutely do not need to repeat the past, especially if you weren't fond of some of the parenting techniques that your parent had. You get to make changes now if you want to make changes. It's up to you. So this parenting hurdle is all about questioning your parenting style, making sure that you're not doing things just because your parents did it that way. You're an adult now. You can make changes. You have the power of choice. You have the power to change your future path, especially as a parent. 
So the best thing we can do right now is ask yourself, does your parenting style support the children that you want to raise today? Are the expectations that you have your own or are you simply repeating the parenting style and mistakes of your parents because they're so deeply ingrained in you and you've never stopped to question them? And if that's the case, that's okay. You are not the only person who has fallen prey to sort of repeating the past. But what if you were willing to do something radically different from what you already know? And how would that go? How would your kids respond? What is stopping you also from having deeply profound conversations with your kids today? Conversations that your parents may never have had with you. And what's stopping you from doing things differently? So hopefully you can see now that if there is a change to happen in your parenting style, you can do it. You just need to take action. You've got the power of choice. We just need to remember that we're not our parents, so we don't need to repeat their mistakes. And more importantly, our children are not us. So we need to grant them the love, acceptance and understanding to support them on their own unique journey in life. Okay, if you've got a few kids, they're going to all go on their own different unique journey in life because they're all individuals. So just look for a parenting style that suits you and your kids. We're all going to have something different. There's no right or wrong. You get to pick. If something is currently working, great, stick to it. If your current parenting style needs improvement, then just work out what you need to do to make it better. This might require that you think of each individual child that you have, thinking about the parenting style that will suit their personalities the most. And here are just some more questions to think about. Does your parenting style include trying to control your kids or maybe guiding them to flourish? When you speak to your children, do you speak to them as if they're destined for a successful, happy life? And do you also recognize that while you may be responsible for your child's safety and well-being by giving your children lots of love and support and security, you're not responsible for all their actions? You really aren't. Do you also make sure to model good behavior or are you sometimes a hypocrite and sort of do the things that you don't want to see your kids do? Do you practice what you preach? Do you reflect the qualities that you'd like to see your children have? Do you have those qualities yourself or do you at least try to emulate them? And another question is like, what are your parenting goals? What is your parenting style? Is it in alignment with those goals? And how much fun do you guys have together? Like, is fun incorporated into your parenting style? And finally, the best question of all, five years from today, what will you have wished that you had done differently? So here's how you can finally jump over this hurdle today. Hurdle number two. Number one, know that you are not your parents. You need to develop your own parenting style to suit you and your family and not just repeat old bad habits because You can't be bothered doing things differently. You've got the choice. You now know that you can make changes if you need to. Number two, take the time to think about the questions that I've spoken about in this episode. They are really important. They will help you improve if any improvement is needed or just to guide you in the right direction. And finally, step number three, love your kids without expectations or a hidden agenda. Ask some questions, try to understand their needs, listen to them. Be brave enough to admit that you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Your kids are never going to be perfect. But guess what? You don't need perfection to show people unconditional love. And that is what our kids need from us. Love without conditions. 
or more specifically, unrealistic expectations. So once you take on these first two hurdles, you're well on your way to becoming a better parent, hopefully in your eyes, and building a stronger and healthier relationship with your kids. So just take the time to process these first two hurdles. There's three more to go and I'm going to cover them in the next episode, which is part two. So until then, take care and I will hopefully catch up with you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.